You're listening to The Patchwork Girl and Friends. I'm Kendra, and I love having interesting conversations with my friends about art, media, life, the universe, and everything. And that is what this podcast is all about. I am not Kendra today. I am Mott today because I am with Mangy Cat, my very good friend and mentor, and we're going to talk about Clean Place. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Mindy. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> and for those people who are not connected to Clean Place at all, we should probably talk a little bit about our usernames and how Mangy is like a term of endearment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. It is. It is not an insult. Um, people have <laughs> called me mangy from across the grocery store and gotten weird looks, but you know, I answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with the name mangy cat, like a long time ago. <laughs> um, and, and I have to apologize ahead of time because I have a way of taking way too long to answer questions because I go all the way back in history. So I apologize in advance for that. <laughs> No, that's what we want. <laughs> so the year was 1997 and I was in college and chat rooms were becoming really popular, specifically like Yahoo was a new company and um, chat rooms were a thing and I'd heard about them and I thought, well, oh, this could be an interesting way to meet people. And so I was sitting in my apartment trying to figure out a username which I had never had to do before because <laughs> that was not a thing that happened because um, it was the 90s <laughs> and uh, I had a new kitten and he was doing his little zoomies around the room as kittens do and this phrase popped into my mind from an old cartoon which I think it was either about Sylvester the cat or Tom and Jerry but I just remember somebody saying you mangy cat. And I was like, oh, that just describes my cat. And I'll just put that in. <laughs> <laughs> and as time went on, and I had to like, put create usernames for other things. I just kept using mangy cat because I didn't want to have to keep track of a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> so, so then when we get to <laughs> when I created clean place, I use that as my username because I'm like, well, I'm just used to using this. And little did I know it was going to become my actual name. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, many, many people know and love you as Mangy Cat. Yeah, now. and, you know, there, there are people who are only allowed to call me Mangy. And there was one, one holdout would call me Mangy Cat. But now she just calls me Mangy. Um, because, you know, we've gotten casual that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, most of the people from the Clean Place era are, um, they, they call me mangy and they think of me in that way. And I, I don't think of it as being like a cat that's losing its hair, which is what mange is, is it makes hair fall out. <laughs> but I don't think of it that way at all. <laughs> Well, that's good. I, I I do feel like somehow we've just completely changed the meaning mm -hmm. of it because when I hear the word mangy, I'm like, yeah, oh, mangy, <laughs> my friend. Oh. 
Yeah, and I, you know, it kind of grew from uh, when the first time we all met in person, and I know we're going to get into what Clean Place is, but the first time we all met in person, um, everybody wanted to use their usernames because it was just easier. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, there were people calling each other by Legolas and (laughs) Wolf Song and Eclectic Elegance and... Mm-hmm. Narnia Princess <laughs> and all those names. Do you want to explain where MOTS came from? And it all caps, M-O-T-S. In all caps, yes. Well, that gets into a little bit of the origins of Clean Place because I came up with that before Clean Place existed. Mm-hmm. So way back, uh, it must have been like 2000 five Mm -hmm. I guess uh Danita K. Paul who is uh the author of the it's called the Dragon Keeper series Mm -hmm. right uh she came to give a talk at my library about writing and I was getting interested in writing at the time so I went and she told me that she knew someone who was going to be starting a forum for young writers (laughs) And she said, in order to um, to find out more about that, that we should get on the Dragon Keeper mm-hmm. forum. <laughs> and that was the first online thing I had ever done. And I kept thinking, well, how will people find mm-hmm. me if I have a weird username? Yeah. So I and and I was really into swords <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so I called myself like Kendra how how did that okay how did that I think it was something like Kendra underscore master underscore of underscore the underscore yes (laughs) yes because I I was like swing sword I was into swing dancing swords you swing it's I did that which is super ridiculously <laughs> long. And someone on that forum said, oh, so you're Kendra Mott," <laughs> and just abbreviated it. And I was like, Mott, that's cool. So when Clean Place started, then I just took Mott's and used it. And I have since used Mott's for pretty much everything yeah. since. <laughs> it's so weird how, you know, you just connect to some that you just sort of came up with randomly it's very strange (laughs) it is very very strange that's kind of the how I got into clean place but let's hear it from the creator the creator (laughs) (laughs) so I was actually I'm so glad that you brought up Danita because she's at the beginning of the story I think around 2002 I joined a writer's group with Mrs. Paul as, as we called her and um, I had found out through the years, just getting to know her as a friend, that she used to do these teen writers groups in person where she'd have a bunch of local teenagers come and she would like help them all write a novel together or, or a story of some sort. And she hadn't done one in a long time because of health reasons. Well, in the summer of 2005, she said, hey, can you help me? like be a co-leader of a teen writers group because I've had a bunch of people ask me if I could do it again. 
And at the time, I was very intimidated by teenagers. <laughs> yes. You? Because <laughs> uh, I did not have, like, the best growing up experience. Like, I was bullied in middle school and, and in elementary school. And I was bullied a little bit in high school. And then I kind of, like, became a bully in high school later and then I just like dropped all my friends because I was like, everybody is bad for me. It just, it was a very confusing time. And I'm like, I clearly don't understand teenagers at all. But um, Danita really wanted me to help her. And she said, I think you're going to be really good at it. So just come and help me. These are like Christian homeschool kids. How bad can it be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those oh, are famous man. last words. <laughs> But so we ended up meeting for several weeks. I think it ended up being like a 12 week writer's group through the summer meeting every week. And I had so much fun and I realized how much I loved working with teenagers. So Danita was right about that. And um, I really loved seeing their creativity, the things that teenagers can come up with. It, it just blew my mind. And I loved like developing the relationship with them and getting to know them as people and encouraging them. Because what I really learned was that teenagers, what they want from adults is to, to be seen and understood and listened to. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times adults have a hard time seeing teenagers as not children, but as emerging mm -hmm. adults because that's really what they are. They may not have the life experience. They may not have all the knowledge yet, but they are growing and they're becoming more emotionally mature. And they're, they're very confused about how to deal with those things, but they want to be treated like a person, not a child. And um, mm -hmm. so that was one of the things I was starting to learn. And I'm like, you know what? That's, that is how you relate to teenagers is you treat them like people. <laughs> so when the group was coming to an end, I just didn't want it to end. And I thought, how am I going to keep in touch with all these teenagers? And I knew about Danita's Dragon Keeper Forum. So I knew about this platform. And I thought, oh, it might be really fun to have like a teen writers forum. So I created a clean, well-lighted place is its official name as a way to keep in touch with those kids from that writers group. But exactly one person was able to join from that group. So I went, I know. <laughs> and everybody else is like, I'm not allowed to do things online or I'm too busy or, you know. So I was like, well, you know, this seems like a really good idea. I've already invested a bunch of time in trying to set this up. So I went to the Dragon Keeper Forum and another YA Christian fantasy forum uh, called what was that other one? Brian Davis's books. Uh, oh yeah, dragon yeah. something. <laughs> it was another dragon. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't remember. Lugosi's gonna be mad. <laughs> um, anyway, it was Brian Davis's fan forum for for his books that he had written. And I basically was begging people to come and join. If you're a teenager and you like writing, please join this forum. And uh, <laughs> before I knew it, we were having to like 
stop registration because there were so many people coming (laughs) and I couldn't really keep up. Yeah. So yeah, before I knew it, we had to just kind of cut off membership because, uh, or like trickle it down to, you need to be recommended by somebody so that, you know, we didn't get so many new members all at once because I was the only person (laughs) who was the, uh, you know, like in charge of the forum. So I was uh, moderating and managing everything. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it, it turned out to be a really good thing. You know, everybody seemed to really enjoy it. We had writing challenges and big projects that would last a couple of months. And, uh, and I was developing all this stuff. We had weekly writing challenges and we'd even have, uh, like the, I think, what did we call those uh, weekly squabblings? I, I don't know mm-hmm. why we called it yep. that. But <laughs> um, I guess I was just thinking like creatively, you know, like fighting in your head or something like that, like trying to come up with ideas just because I'd give a prompt and a, a word count, I think. And I might have some other little things like it has to be this genre or something like that. And then people would post their little stories and then there would be a vote like a poll um, posted so that people could vote on their favorite. And then I think it was whoever had the most votes at the end of the month, maybe would get a prize, like an actual physical prize mailed to them. And they were pretty oh, sweet prizes. You. Too. Like, <laughs> you, you put in a lot of effort you, to those. I, I'm then, certain that you, you um, must've won one of the prizes. I'm trying to think. I'm, eventually, I got a Inkaholic mm-hmm. shirt. I'm not sure if I got right. it from that I or think what. that was a prize for doing one of the big projects. I think. I think I you're right. Oh, it's all, it was so long ago. This, again, this was 2005 is when I started it. It ran yeah. for 10 years. A little under 10 years, maybe. Wow. I, I, don't, I don't exactly wow. remember. Because I, I ended up sadly having to step down from leadership eventually after I had my second child because clean place was my second child and uh you know heaven forbid I have three children I I don't know I just didn't have the energy (laughs) to deal with like a toddler and a baby and 60 60 teenagers a bunch of (laughs) 60 teenagers right right? (laughs) yeah yeah but um yeah, that's the sad part. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> well, I think it no. comes to a natural good end, though, because um, everybody was growing up and moving on, and they didn't need clean place the way that they did before, which we'll get into that when we talk about <laughs> expectations. <laughs> well, I mean, you just mentioned that you kind of created it for those teenagers you already mm-hmm. knew and had worked with, so... Did you have any other expectations? Right. How, yeah. how did so that all my go down? My expectations were pretty low. <laughs> I was just like, I just want these like seven kids, I think, to join this group and then we'll get to like keep in touch. And I'll uh, teach them about writing and I'll encourage them in their craft. And, and that was like basically that was my expectation. But what it turned into is... I mean, I could have never imagined what it turned into. (laughs) And I thought, as like a little segue, I tell you how I came up with the name Clean Place. 
<laughs> yeah, I want to know. <laughs> because uh, when I was going to name it, um, I thought of this wonderful short story by Ernest Hemingway called A Clean, Well-Lighted Place. And it's very short, and I would recommend reading it. I love Hemingway's writing. And I just really loved the way that it sounded. I liked how, you know, like there's a lot of dark places on the internet for the for teens to go. Maybe they shouldn't be going there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wanted this <laughs> forum to be a place that was clean and safe and a place where you can be cared for. And I thought a clean, well-lighted place sounds like that. But I think there was also on a subconscious level, perhaps, and maybe this was just something that God just revealed to me later, because um, if you look at the synopsis or, you know, basically what happens in this short story, there's some parallels that are, are just like, they just leave me speechless. Because basically what it is, is it's a story about this little cafe and there's two waiters. There's an older one and a younger one. And there's this old man who's deaf and he's sitting there drinking teacup after teacup of brandy and it's getting really late about time for the cafe to close and the younger waiter is talking about how he um he wants to go home and why is this guy here and then they they kind of have this little side conversation because because the patron is deaf so he doesn't hear them talking about him and he says i heard that he tried to kill himself recently and, and they kind of talk about that. And he's just like, why is he even here? He's, he's obviously a lost cause. But the older waiter actually understands this old man and, and where he's coming from. And he says that there are those who like to stay late at the cafe and that it's important for them to have a clean, well-lighted place in which to spend time. And... <sighs> You know, thinking back to that, I just feel like knowing everything that went on, like when you're in your teenage years, there's a lot of emotional turmoil. There's a lot of things that you're dealing with, like your parents, people at school, other people on the internet, it's friendships are complicated sometimes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the kids at clean, in Clean Place, they they kind of found each other. Um, so many of them felt like they were alone and that they were the only weirdo on, on the face of the planet and who, who like liked fantasy, but was also a Christian and also homeschooled. And um, actually <laughs> so like several dozen more that you just met now on clean place. And they all, <laughs> enjoyed writing and a lot of them were introverted and they just shared so many things and found some solidarity in finding other people with you know that were like-minded like-minded interests and things and uh the community that came out from clean place is the most miraculous thing i've ever seen yes and it's still strong to this day even though clean place isn't around anymore we all keep in touch mm-hmm. all the time. And I mean, I've lived with multiple yes. members of the Clean yes. Place community. It, and- <laughs> yeah, I currently live with <laughs> a member of the Clean Place community. And I've actually had many of them come through here as, well, I mean, that's another story. But 
as these teenagers were growing up, um, I just really felt God place it on my heart to help them transition into adulthood. And when it's so difficult to make that first step, moving out of your parents' house and living on your own. And so I invited them to come and live with me at different times. So I've had several of the young ladies who are transitioning stay at my house with me um, for different lengths of time for different reasons. And my home just kind of became a haven. It became the clean, well-lighted place for them in, in, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. <laughs> you, you now like embody clean place. Yeah, you know, I had not even place. thought about that until just now. How that there's a parallel there. Wow, I love that. There is. <laughs> it's beautiful, and as one of those, you know, teenagers, it it was just mm-hmm. so fun. The there's too many layers to clean place to even really talk about. Cause there's just the forum and the, mm-hmm. the writing activities. I know so many of us just thrived being able to write fun fantasy stuff, but also mm-hmm. to be challenged. I know um, me, not so much. I, I, I really enjoyed being uh-huh. with people at like moots and stuff, but you really helped hone some, young authors into some very talented artists so I feel so honored to have been a part of everybody's story and even the you know the the clean placers as we call them uh who grew up and and became other things and writing was just kind of a thing that they did for fun and now they have their nurses teachers whatever you know they're doing other things I just feel so privileged to have been a part of their story in helping them or even even if it wasn't me personally helping them through that time period, it was that I was somehow able to be able to provide this place online where they could connect with other people who helped them. That, that just, it just humbles me and amazes me. What were some of the biggest challenges, especially at the beginning <laughs> there when you were doing yes. it all by so yourself? I would say the <laughs> biggest challenge was giving feedback to everybody. Like, meaningful feedback. So I was doing a ton of writing um, or reading and writing feedback. um, And I wanted to give it my all and let everybody feel special (laughs) and listened to and heard. Um, But the number of members just kept growing and there was a lot to read. (laughs) And I had a job and a toddler and I was spending every... (laughs) Fair second that I had reading, writing feedback, developing challenges, um, mailing out prizes. It was just a lot. <laughs> and I, I did eventually mm-hmm. sort of train some of the better writers to be ones who would also give feedback. And eventually I gradually got some more trusted adults to help out. Um, and that took some of the load off. <laughs> But I was still primarily being the person who came up with challenges and developed projects and things like that. And that took a lot of energy coming up with all those things. But the little conversations that I'd have where, oh, somebody said this to me and it hurt my feelings. And I try to like, you know, do some conflict management and relationship healing with people or, or um, all the relationship stuff, like 
I loved that. <laughs> Even though it was sometimes kind of stressful. Um, there was one gal who she was making um, some comments on one of the like chatty threads that sounded like she was considering suicide. And somebody reported that to me. And so they were really worried. And I ended up tracking down this girl's mom's phone number and calling her mom and telling her. And uh, this girl got really mad at me because she felt like I had invaded her privacy. But then she later told me she was really grateful that I talked to her mom because that was like a turning point where her mom now started paying attention to her daughter's mental health. And those kind of things, mm. they just wow. blew my mind that I could make an impact on, on people's lives and help them. Um, Cause it was like these teens that seemed like they had very few adults who cared about them. And I know your parents are wonderful, <laughs> but you know, not everybody has supportive <laughs> parents. So they just kind of felt like they were all alone out there. And here's this one adult who is giving them care and attention and taking notice of, of their pain. And I think that's when I realized this is what Clean Place is, is this is a community where people can love and care for each other and help them heal from what the world has done to them. Yeah. And I, I know many clean placers because of mm -hmm. being homeschooled and being introverted, they didn't have a lot of places to reach out or mm -hmm. to even be able to make friends. I feel like clean place was just such a mm -hmm. um, lifeline for a lot of people because it was right, the only right. line. Yeah. And these are all just such beautiful souls who are part of clean place. We had very few like problem children, I guess you might call them. But for the most part, <laughs> everyone was so kind to each other and so sweet. And that is really rare <laughs> for teenagers, like a big group of teenagers to have everybody basically be kind and encouraging to each other. They had their little spats, but you know, they got through it. <laughs> they learned how to have disagreements without having to hate each other afterwards. You know, you know, when you mentioned how this community has continued on, you know, there's people who are hitting 30 now, you know, and um, they're still friends with each other. And as, as someone who is a bit further from where you guys were, I can tell you how rare it is for you to stay friends with somebody that you've met when you were 14, 15, 16. That is so rare for you to stay friends with them in well into adulthood, much less be super good friends. And now it's time for a random quote from our guest. So I used to be really into like coffee table books, like all I ever needed to learn. No, I learned in kindergarten or 50,000 things to be happy about. <laughs> and there's a little book called Life's Little Instruction Book. And I have a quote from there that I immortalized in a calligraphy project when I was in college. <laughs> and it's hanging up in my dining room. And it says, never waste an opportunity to tell someone you love them. And what that means mm. to me is that caring 
and loving and kind, being kind to others should just drive every interaction we have with other people as much as it is possible. I know not every interaction can be that way because uh, sometimes you got to get things done and, uh, you know, you, you just have to say it as it is. But we should always try to do it somehow in a loving way. And we should always be seeking to help people and be out on the lookout for how we can fulfill the needs of other people. Because it's really easy to get caught up in ourselves. And when we do that, we tend to become blind to the opportunities of extending love to other people. But when we love other people, then that love expands within us. Like it, it's when you put it out in the world, it echoes back to you. And I think that's just really important to remember as you go through life. It is extremely difficult, I think, to explain to people what Clean Place is. Um, you can't really just say it was a writer's group. That's usually the e easiest way to explain it. <laughs> but it's really hard to explain that to people who have no context of what it is. Because, <laughs> because it's such a unique place and experience. Um, I find it very entertaining personally to hear people explain <laughs> what clean place is and how all these people are connected or, or explain their <laughs> usernames <laughs> or explain why they call me mangy. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you what your experience was explaining to other people what clean place is. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so usually I have to explain clean place um, when I explain why mm. I was living yes. in some of the places I have lived. <laughs> and they're like, well, how did you yep. meet, you know, your your roommate right. in your like, deepest, darkest, well. Nacogdoches, Texas? And I was like, well, clean place mm -hmm. also has its own vocabulary. Because if I'm talking to other clean placers, well, right. we met at a moot. Well, what's a moot, you know? So I have to say, mm -hmm. I usually say it was a writer's group, but that we would also get together mm -hmm. in person every summer for a moot. Do, do we need to have like a little sidebar as and to then, what a moot is? We, there needs to be like, you know, right. a, um, a little dictionary that comes with this podcast that has all the terms. <laughs> Right, uh -huh. right. Like, you know, squabbling <laughs> and even, all. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? I've had clean placers visit me right. in, when I was living in a different country. So you know, people are like, "Well, <laughs> how'd you meet your friend?" And then, yeah, oh, try man. explaining that in a different language. Oh, you know, that it gets even more exciting. <laughs> um, but I, I usually just say we are a very close writers group that also does a lot of <laughs> other stuff yeah. together. Which is a really yeah. lame. It's fun. It works, but it really but... doesn't encompass what it's about. <laughs> yeah, well, no. that's, that's just like uh, our friends who met on Clean Place and got married. That is very entertaining to listen to yeah. them say how they met. <laughs> well, how oh, I'm not man. sure if I've ever been with them. With non-clean well, places, yeah. how do they explain mm, that? But not like, a dating site. We met site. online, but that's not what you think. Yeah, I think what they <laughs> usually do is they try to determine, like, okay, do we really want to get into it with this person? And if they decide they don't, <laughs> they just say they met as teenagers 
at in a writer's group, but they don't say that it was online because usually those kind of people who they're like, we don't really want to get into it. They they wouldn't press anyway. But then if it is somebody who they are like, we're this is going to be a longer conversation, then they try to say, okay, it was an online writer's group, but you know, it wasn't about dating or anything like that. We were friends first. We were friends for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's pretty entertaining to watch that. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the Clean Place community because I um, I was in China and one of my friends had this video series about mm. building a strong community. And I'm watching, it was like a three-part series and it's, mm. he talks a lot about the Trinity and talking about how we can get a, a picture of good what community looks like by looking at the Trinity. And it was really cool. And I was taking notes and my notes were <laughs> clean place. I know exactly clean place. <laughs> clean place. <laughs> because one of the key things that they said was that everyone mm, feels yeah. valued. And I don't know if you intended this, but whenever we would get together it, we all felt like we were meeting rock stars because you see these names online and then you meet the person. And there was just, I don't know, that's what I got from everyone is everyone yeah. felt honored to meet me and I felt overwhelmed and honored to meet them. And therefore everyone mm. was mm-hmm. like elevated in each other's sights and there was not... Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is my own experience. So I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure other people had different, but I never felt like I had to prove mm. that I belonged or anything. In fact, I, uh, um, uh-huh. <laughs> Elrain and I sometimes talk about this a little bit. Oh. I felt like an imposter. They did. And, they did. But that I think everyone else did too. That <laughs> <laughs> some of these kids who were like, you know, quote unquote, nobody like in their church or their school or whatever, uh, or, or even in their family, um, suddenly everyone wanted to be with them and talk to them and hear what they had to say. And, and they were just so perplexed. Like, what, why do you, why do you care about me? I don't understand. I hope that for the most part, that was a good feeling to feel like, oh, wow, somebody really wanted to meet me. And really wanted to talk to me and get to know me face to face. It was so freeing. And so, and then it just Mm -hmm. made you want to do that for others. So it was like this incredible chain reaction and everyone just was super thrilled to be with everyone else. Chain reaction thing. That is something that I tried to do was like, like I was saying before, let everybody feel like they're valued and that they're heard and I give you just as good feedback as I give the next person. And I try to be just as encouraging to you as I am to the next person. And maybe that helped, um, you know, set an example for everybody to follow. Like, this is how we treat each other. We treat each other kindly. And we, we mm. um, are always encouraging. And even when we're teaching how to give feedback, you always say positive things. And then you can give construction, constructive criticism, but you always have that end on something positive, start with something positive, you know, and say things in a kind, helpful and respectful manner. And 
hopefully that is something that if it was not naturally ingrained in all of the clean placers, that was something that they learned from example and watching other people following others examples <laughs> and that that chain reaction I think that's a great way to put it you did it so naturally I don't remember mm. ever like hearing that it was just how things worked and it, it never occurred to me until much later how hard you must have worked for that I want to ask you about have you ever been in another community like Clean Place? How do you do things with the intention of, I'm <laughs> yeah, going to make I, a I great community? I have definitely not ever been in a community like Clean Place ever again. Um, not to that scale where there were that many people involved. Like I've had small groups of friends and Bible studies and things like that, where it's, you know, eight to 12 people at a time and everyone's super close knit and respectful of each other and kind but never to the size of what clean place was. Like I really felt like it was out of my control after a little while <laughs> and I had no, no control over what was happening, but beautiful things were happening. So it was okay. <laughs> like I said, I'm still in contact and like very close contact. In fact, with many of those teens who I met through clean place, they're adults now who have jobs. They travel the world like, like you and some of the other ones. Some people have gotten married or had kids, and it's really crazy to see everybody's a grown-up adult now doing stuff, and uh, I, I just love it. Some of those people from Clean Place are my best friends, and we're 20 years apart in age, you know? I really appreciate <laughs> I I think I wrote you a letter at some point um, because I, I started getting involved with not teenagers, but some of the young kids in my mm -hmm. community. And it's just so fun. And, and then I, I also get questions or situations and it's like, I, I realized oh. one day, oh, wait, I'm the mentor now. And, and I think I, I wrote you and Narnia Princess just to mm -hmm. thank you for, it, it like suddenly all hit me of like, wow, <laughs> we were such a, a messy group. And some of the things that t kids and teenagers have mm -hmm. to work through is really weird and messy. And you all handled it with such Aww. kindness and compassion and grace. I'm so thankful. And when we're teenagers, we, we never thought to, well, maybe, maybe someone more mature than I did, but I'm taking this, I'm doing it now. I'm thanking you so much for all the work oh, that you it was did truly my pleasure. to make us feel I, valued. I feel so privileged to have been a part of everybody's life story that, that even if I could touch on their lives, even in a small positive way, when they were teenagers, I'm just so grateful for that opportunity. So Clean Place has just enriched so many lives, <laughs> my own in, for sure. Um, what are you taking from Clean Place into the future? What lessons or mm. relationships or so ideas? I think um, one of the things that Clean Place really helped me with it, it, in a close to my heart way is that it really prepared me to have teenagers for, for children <laughs> because um, 
you know, my kids are very mm. small <laughs> when I was running Clean Place. And they are now 14 and almost 18. <laughs> and I know. I know. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and one of those wasn't born yet when Clean Place started, <laughs> which just is crazy. And I remember um, Mighty Midget posting on Clean Place, Mangy's in the hospital. And everybody freaked out until they went into the thread and said, she's having her baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so having you know, basically like walked through life for several years with 60 plus teenagers really prepared me now. Like I, this is my favorite stage so far with my kids is them being teenagers and and even middle school, which is rough, (laughs) but I, I love it. I love relating to them on this level. And I feel like Clean Place prepared me for that. Oh, that's oh, so I... cool. How many parents can <laughs> say that the about their years. kids' teenage years? <laughs> I love it. I am embracing <laughs> it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for um, doing this podcast with me. I was like, oh, I get to talk Ooh, to me. It's so wonderful <laughs> to hear your voice. Ditto. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with? Um, well, let's see. Well, first of all, I just wanted to say that I'm super for you doing this podcast because oh, thank you. you have always been such a good communicator and conversationalist. And it's really you're really good at listening to people. I think that's, I I have always admired that about you. You really listen when people talk to you. So doing this podcast is just a perfect outpouring of your gifts. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I guess uh, I would just like to leave some advice for your listeners that I want to promote uh, kindness on the internet because that is something that was such a part of clean place is that it was a safe place where people were kind to each other. So when you're out there interacting on the interwebs, be kind and caring to others. You never know what other people are going through and try to err on the side of grace. If somebody is being aggravating. Yes. That <laughs> thank you for promoting that. We need to promote that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I also just want to give a shout out to the clean placers out there who might be listening. And and the the listeners don't know this, but um, a lot of my guests are clean placers Mm -hmm. (laughs) because uh, I like to just, I guess I collect interesting people and clean places are really fun and interesting. (laughs) They really are. And they have such a wide variety of things that they're doing and that they're interested in. And so insightful. (laughs) I, I have really enjoyed listening to all of your podcasts so far. Well, I hope that you can come back and we can talk about other things too. Oh, I'd love to do one where we talked about movies or something like that or books. Yes, we're doing that. We're doing that. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kendra. Thank you, Mangy. (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Patchwork Girl and Friends. You can help make the show better by supporting me on Patreon. 
My Patreon supporters get access to cool benefits like early access to commercial-free episodes and behind-the-scenes features. Just look for Patchwork Girl Productions on Patreon.com. Next time on the Patchwork Girl and Friends. Basically, the baseline is is that I wanted to have, have a campaign that was set in a world that follows fairy tale logic. For me, the appeal of fairy tales is a bit of the unpredictability of them. You never really feel safe. The only thing you can expect during a D and D game is the unexpected. Fairy tales, because of their strangeness and their arbitrariness, show us that the world we live in also has a kind of strange and arbitrary quality to it.